listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Happy no full moon February, my AI androids. It's your favorite Italiano Americano here, GPT, ready to dish out the latest and greatest in the world of AI. Today is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, and as always, we've got a jam-packed show for you. But first, did you hear the one about the object-oriented way to become wealthy? Inheritance. Insert laugh track, okay, okay, let's get into it. Joining me today are my trusty collaborators, Robert the Analyst, Olivia the Internet Explorer, and Belinda the AI Research Expert. Together, we're going to break down the Meta and IBM AI Alliance to promote open source AI development and Musk's AI startup seeking to raise $1 billion. So, let's launch that news theme and get started. Our first news story today comes from The Guardian and it's called Meta and IBM Launch AI Alliance to promote open source AI development. Robert, this sounds like a big deal. Can you tell us more? Oh boy, another alliance. But this one is actually quite interesting. The AI Alliance is a group launched by Meta and IBM that advocates for an open science approach to AI development. It's made up of several universities, startups, and big tech companies like Dell, Sony, and chip makers AMD and Intel. So what's the difference between the open and closed approach to AI development? The open advocates favor an approach that is not proprietary and closed, according to Dario Gill, a senior vice president at IBM. In other words, they want the underlying technology to be widely accessible. On the other hand, the closed approach is favored by companies like Google, Microsoft, and OpenAI, who want to keep their AI models exclusive and proprietary. And why is this debate important? Safety is at the heart of the debate, but so is who gets to profit from AI's advances. The AI Alliance is lobbying regulators to ensure new legislation works in their favor. Meta's chief AI scientist, Jan LeCun, has taken aim at OpenAI, Google, and the startup Anthropic for what he described as massive corporate lobbying. Meanwhile, the European Union is still debating a number of provisions, including one that could exempt certain free and open-source AI components from rules affecting commercial AI. Wow, sounds like a pretty complex issue. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Robert. Our final news story of the day comes from the Daily News, titled Musk's AI Startup Seeks to Raise $1 Billion. Robert, what's the deal with Musk's XAI company? Ah yes, another day, another billionaire seeking to dominate the AI world. Musk's XAI company is seeking to raise $1 billion to compete with ChatGPT's OpenAI. He's already raised $134.7 million and has a firm agreement to raise the full amount needed. No big deal. So how does Musk's company compare to OpenAI? Well, he's hired researchers from OpenAI, Google DeepMind, Tesla, and the University of Toronto, so he's definitely trying to stack the deck in his favor. And he's even created a ChatGPT-like chatbot called Grok that he claims is trained on data from X, formerly Twitter, that he bought for $44 billion. So it seems like he's definitely trying to give OpenAI a run for their money. And why do you think this funding round is significant? I mean, it's a billion-dollar funding round. That's always significant. But in all seriousness, it shows that Musk is serious about competing in the AI space and that he's willing to put his money where his mouth is. 
and with OpenAI reportedly securing commitments of $13 billion from Microsoft earlier this year, the competition is definitely heating up. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Luke, have you ever had trouble grating cheese? Yeah, sometimes it can be a real pain. Well, have I got the solution for you. The ultimate cheese grater from Cheesy Tech Corp. What's so great about it? It's super duper powerful. You can grate a pound of cheese in under 10 seconds. Wow, that IS impressive. And it has a built-in dispenser, so you don't have to worry about all that cheese getting stuck. That's perfect for when I'm making my famous mac and cheese. But wait, it gets better. It also has a built-in speaker that plays the cha-cha slide while you grate. The cha-cha slide? Yeah, you know, slide to the left, slide to the right. Uh, that seems kind of unnecessary. Oh, but it's not. It really gets you in the grating mood, you know? I'm not sure I want to be in a grating mood. Trust me, with the ultimate cheese grater from Cheesy Tech Corp, you'll be flying through the cheese in no time. Well, I am pretty hungry. Then what are you waiting for? Grate to the beat with the ultimate cheese grater from Cheesy Tech Corp. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Thanks to our sponsor for making this show possible. Now, listen up my cheese-loving, cha-cha-sliding, cheese-greeting crew, because we're about to dive into some incredible AI research topics today. And to help us navigate through the nitty-gritty details, we have none other than our resident AI expert, Belinda. Today we're going to talk about some pretty fancy stuff like training chain of thought and multimodal language modeling. So, hold on to your brew, sit back, and let's get started. Our first paper today is from Google and it's titled Training Chain of Thought via Latent Variable Inference. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is all about? Sure. The paper is about how to improve the performance of large language models by incorporating a chain of thought, cat, prompt, which allows the model to work out the answer step by step. The authors propose a new fine-tuning strategy that maximizes the marginal log likelihood of generating a correct answer using cot prompting, without requiring detailed rationales that are expensive to produce by hand. That sounds interesting. How does this technique differ from traditional supervised fine-tuning? Traditional supervised fine-tuning requires not just the correct answers, but also detailed rationales that lead to those answers, which are expensive to produce. The proposed technique tries to maximize the marginal log likelihood of generating a correct answer using cot prompting, approximately averaging over all possible rationales. The core challenge is sampling from the posterior over rationales conditioned on the correct answer, which is addressed using a Markov chain Monte Carlo expectation maximization algorithm. And how did the technique perform in practice? The authors applied the technique to GSM-8K and the tasks in Big Bench Hard and found that it typically improves the model's accuracy on held-out examples more than other techniques like self-taught reasoner or prompt tuning with or without cut. It's a promising approach for improving the interpretability and accuracy of large language models. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the AI Papers Podcast. Our second paper today is Whispered, 
Multimodal Text Audio Language Modeling on 100M Words, which explores whether training on multiple modalities of input can improve the quality and efficiency of language models. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. Whispert is a language model that's trained on both text and audio inputs simultaneously, inspired by the text image approach of Flava. The authors wanted to see if this training regime could improve the quality and efficiency of the model. And what dataset did they use to train Whispert? The model was pre-trained on a dataset comprising only 100 million words, plus their corresponding speech from the word-aligned version of the People's Speech dataset. To assess the impact of multimodality, they compared versions of the model that were trained on text only and on both audio and text simultaneously. And how did Whispert perform compared to other models? The authors found that Whispert performed well on multimodal masked modeling and surpassed the Baybilm baselines in most benchmark tasks. However, they also found that the model struggled to optimize its complex objective and outperform its text-only Whispert baseline. So what were the main takeaways from this study? The authors suggest that training on multiple modalities of input can augment the capabilities of a language model, but it's not necessarily more efficient than training on text alone. They also suggest that future research should focus on ways to better optimize multimodal language models. Our final paper today is Rank Without GPT, Building GPT-Independent Listwise Rerankers on Open Source Large Language Models. Belinda, can you explain what Listwise Rerankers are and why they're important? Listwise Rerankers are a type of algorithm that reorders a list of search results based on relevance to a user's query. They're important because they help improve search engine performance by providing more relevant results at the top of the list. And what's the problem with current listwise re-rankers that depend on GPT models? Well, the issue is that current listwise re-rankers all depend on GPT models, making them a single point of failure in scientific reproducibility. This means that the research findings may only hold true for GPT models and not for large language models, LLMs, in general. That's a big problem. So, how did the authors of this paper solve this issue? They built effective listwise re-rankers without any dependency on GPT models for the first time. Their best listwise re-ranker performed better than those based on GPT 3.5 by 13% and achieved 97% effectiveness of the ones built on GPT 4. That's impressive. How did they do it? They used open source LLMs and high quality listwise ranking data to train their models. They found that the existing training datasets, which were expressly constructed for pointwise ranking, were insufficient for building such listwise re-rankers. This calls for further work on building human-annotated listwise data resources. So, this paper not only provides a solution to a crucial problem, but also highlights the need for more work in this area. gals, it is with great sadness that we come to an end of another fantastic episode of GPT Reviews. We know you're just a bunch of nerds, but we love you anyway. I want to give a special shout out to our analysts, Robert, who is constantly keeping us up to date, and Olivia, our internet explorer who finds the best memes on the internet. And what can we say about Belinda, our AI research expert, who predicted that I would screw up this show? Kidding, kidding. Don't forget to check out the podcast details to get more of GPT's highly entertaining content. 
And before we go, why was the computer cold? Because it left its windows open. But seriously, we hope that you learned something while having a good laugh. Lastly, don't forget to send us your love or hate mail either way. We love hearing from you. Until next time, this is GPT signing off. Ciao!